episode of In the Moment with Helping His Hands, a podcast put together for you, the listener, to learn not only some things that we've got going on with Helping His Hands disaster response, but also to uh, have opportunities to share with some folks that we know or folks that we've just met and hopefully glean some insight from them on how they walk through the day being Jesus to somebody. Today, we are blessed with the opportunity to talk to a friend of mine, and I'm not going to introduce him too far into it, so I'm going to let him do that himself. But my my calling for him is Dodger Dodger. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, um, that's all I'm going to say. Dodger, good, good, well, I shouldn't say good morning, good good day, or good afternoon, because we don't know when this is going to air. That's true. So, I'm, so hello. Hello. <laughs> and welcome. Well, thank you. It's good to be here with you all. All right. We've well, had... Tell, tell us a little bit who you are and things. Well, sure. I'd be happy to do that. So, my name is Dodger Vaughn. And, uh, and yes, you heard that. You heard Scott Wright. He didn't stutter. It is Dodger. And it was a nickname that my parents gave me when I was a young, young kid. And uh, tried to shake it as I got older. Went to college, told people to call me by my legal name. People from home would call him, yo, is Dodger there? That's so it's, it's, it'll be on my tombstone, and I I'm totally it. fine with it. Well, they have to because they put something else on there and go, Who's that guy? Where'd they bury Dodger That's at? right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think anybody's coming and visit me when I'm dead. Oh, I'll already be gone. Well, you know what I'm that's saying? Right, that's you know, right. You'll but be out of here. I'll be gone. That's right. With Jesus. Elvis has left the building. Yes, indeed. But I am a campus minister in Ohio, and uh, we got connected with Scott and helping his hands a few years back, back in 2018, correct? We were serving Something with like you that. all Something in like Wallace, North Carolina. Maybe it was 2019. You know, as you get older, as you get older, like you and I, it may have been, was it 18, I don't 19? Remember. It, you know what, it was one of those if, years. Yeah, if Isaac was here, he would have told us right here because we're too old to remember That's right. details Isaac, like Isaac that. Isaac wasn't here. He wasn't. He wasn't here. But we were, so we, we got to serve in in uh, North Carolina, Wallace, Wallace, North Carolina, doing Hurricane, Hurricane Florence, Florence yeah. relief work and had a great, great experience down there. And we thought, you know what, we just, we want to get more involved. We want to do more with helping his hands, our students that went with us loved it. Loved Scott, and uh, and there some of them I are paid, jealous. I paid, I paid him to say that. No, listen, man, they are jealous. Some of them saw that uh, that video I took of you and I the other day, and are straight up mad that they couldn't be here and hang out with you. Well, they should have been. So they should have. You know, well, college students. They said something. They need to make money to go back to school. I said. Money's yeah, overrated. It you know is. <laughs> it is. But, but yeah, so we, we said, you know, we, we want to do more and more. And so we, uh, we pa- we've packed disaster kits and drove them all the way out here, dropped them off, had pizza with Scott, and then drove all the way back to Ohio about six you hours. That was a road trip. That was a road trip. We had a good time. But, I love it. But, uh, and then we are out here this week serving once again in. Vincennes. Vincennes are at our home office. Home office. And and that's kind of, it's kind of a treat. It's been a pleasure to be here to see kind of the base of the operations and let our people know. That makes you have to pray more because you realize how much help we need. That's true. No. I've honestly, we've we've been blown away by all that Helping His Hands does, not only for, you know, the community here local, but of course, you know, in the United States. But when you get here and, and you see the thought and the intention behind all this, it's just, it's overwhelming in the best way possible. Okay. And so, I'm glad, um, you, I'm glad you feel that. Way. Oh, it's yes, good. yes. And so, I, I, I love it because it gives our people, maybe who have never served with helping his hands, yeah. the opportunity to get a glimpse of the vision and, and see what it takes to put those trips yeah. together to places like Wallace, North Carolina, yeah. and yeah. Tennessee, and places like that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, 
Well, cool. Well, cool. Well, I'm glad you are here. I'm glad to be here. So, you told our listeners, so so yes, you guys heard him right. He is a campus minister. Yep. And uh, I'm still a campus minister at heart. I'm still doing, Always. really, I'm still doing campus ministry stuff. I think that's why we're friends. Uh, probably so. Yeah. That's Jesus. It's all Jesus. It's, it is true. No, Jesus then. No, it is campus ministry because it takes a special breed <laughs> to do to, to, to do what needs to be done with that age group. And yeah. I don't mean that. That's not a slam. That's that's a good thing, yeah. I think. You know, and this is funny because... For those of you who are listening, Dodger asked me, I'm going to embarrass him for a minute before we started this. So do we just kind of go with this? Are you going to actually let me know questions and things? You know, and so, but that's so, been the nature of our friendship from the beginning. Right. Let's that's be right. honest. So because what you said is making me say this. That's why, yeah. I, that's why I was saying this. One, I love quotes. I, in my old office at the campus house when I was still campus minister there, you walk in my office and it was just post-it notes of quotes all over. Just just. That really just, I mean, just actually impacted me. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And so students would come in and sit down. And I'd have students, there's so fast, students would come in and they'd sit down. I said, oh, You want to talk about something? No. And just came in to read. And I said, Read. What are you going to read? He goes, I want to read your wall. And so, I, and so from that point on, it was just funny because it was kind of, a, it was funny to me. But then all of a sudden, I started realizing that's why a lot of them stopped by was they because they knew where I was adding to and because eventually it was going to go around. So then eventually I started writing all of that stuff down into a book and kind of things yeah. like that and stuff. So people were always giving me quotes and things. That's really cool. And um, anyway, the reason I'm saying that is 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 uh, years ago. It's so funny how how um, how God does things and sets things up. So I'd been in campus ministry. Uh, Probably for maybe two years, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was reading this article, and it wasn't really an article on Abraham Lincoln, but the article the the writer referenced him, mm-hmm. referenced Abraham Lincoln saying, "The philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government mm-hmm. in the next. the next." I wrote that one day. I mean, that oh, just. Yeah. The, the impact and the weight of that statement because here's the here's the thing here's the thing you want to gripe at our government you want to you want to you want to complain and whine about people that are in authority or people that uh, that are in in power if you will and things like that mm-hmm. you know most of those people now 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 let me say this God can change anybody oh, yeah. we do need to pray for our leaders we need to pray Absolutely. for our local leaders all that kind of stuff we need to do that. But if we're ever going to change all that, mm-hmm. you better start with the young people. Absolutely. Well, I know there is, and this is going to be. I start preaching. Be, preach, well, preach. Well, oh, that's well, right. Pass the, pass the baton. That's right. Well, well, there well, you go. But there is, and this is just a loose quote, but one of the, the former presidents of the United Nations said once before that the university is the clear cut fulcrum by which we change our culture in our societies and you you change the university oh. you change the world you know so yeah well one thing about it, dodger dodger we got a lot of work to do. we do got a lot of work <laughs> to know? do yeah Isn't that crazy and, yeah. and, and 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 so you know it's funny i've done church ministry where i was a senior minister i've done youth ministry and then of course mm-hmm. 26 plus years i did college ministry and and it's funny because even though now i'm doing doing disaster and all that full-time and everything I still have the connections to the university. I'm still, I mean, yeah. I'm still doing campus ministry. Absolutely. I mean, every student that we're feeding on campus, you know. Oh, yeah. 
we're praying with, talking with, you know, sharing, sharing with and things Listen, and stuff. My, my group back home quotes you more than they quote me. They oh, quote, okay. they quote, they quote all the stupid stuff I say. <laughs> they quote, you know, hey, we need to go be Jesus today. We need <laughs> eyes wide open, hearts up. You know, they, they remember that. They can't remember one good thing I said, but all the stupid things I messed up in a message, you know. That's what they recall. Do you, do you realize? Do you realize this morning? I was in such a hurry to get us out because I was afraid Lloyd would be waiting on us. I forgot. I forgot to do. Forgot that. to do that. That's. I, Oops. I thought about it, but I wasn't going to correct you. And you it was early. You got my permission. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because it's just you know it's just funny. Um. The the prayer I call it that that we read at the, before we actually pray to yeah. leave. Um. One, a friend of mine wrote that. Oh, I wondered where that came and, from. And it was, well, a good friend of mine at the time. Anyway, they're no longer here. Anyway, so, um, anyway, anyway, anyway. It's just one of those things, you know what I'm saying, you know? Yeah. That, that it's just, I think it's just a good way to, to engage your brain for the day. It's just so, it's like I said the other day, the other night about the, the, the self-centered, self-focused. We get, you know, we, we, we have this list of everything to do. I was talking to a guy that's been a while back. I, Isaac, I may have, I may have shared this with Isaac. I don't know too, but but I was talking to a gentleman a while back. We we're talking about reading the Bible and stuff like that. And I've always told students, always told students, I would rather you read one verse of scripture a day, prayerfully pray through it, mm-hmm. understand it, and apply it, mm-hmm. than to read four or five chapters and walk away and have no clue what you're what you're what you're even sure. You know? And so I was talking to this this guy because he was asking me, Scott, how do you how do you how do you spend your time in the Word? And I, and I, I jokingly said, that's a loaded question because years ago, um, I got in this, I don't want to say rut, but I'm going to call it a rut. And you know what a rut is? It's a grain oh. with the ends cut out. Oh. That's what it is. And so, that I was only, I was I was reading and studying the Bible, but I was but I caught myself reading and studying the Bible for sermons. Yes. For Bible studies. Yep. For devotion times. For, you know, things like that. I was getting it, but it caused me to stop for a moment and say, when am I going to read this for enjoyment? Yeah. Just to be able to get to know the Father. And so that was that was in, I think, 2015 when all this kind of hit. And, um, and because of that, because of that, it caused me to rethink some things. Sure. Well, then the summer of that of, of fifteen, I threw my back out. Okay. And so because of that, um, I couldn't sleep very much. I can't sleep the way it is anyway. I, you know, because of my back problems, I'm like a rotisserie chicken at night. I just keep <laughs> turning, you know. Right. So I started getting up really early, really early. Right. Because I couldn't sleep. Well, what am I gonna do? Stare at the wall, watch right. TV. I don't want to watch TV. Not non good at five in the morning. No. So so anyway so um, um, I got me a cup of coffee, got my bottle, went and sat down at the at the kitchen table and just started reading. Yeah. My wife has to be at work at twenty after four, so she's mm-hmm. up at three. So I was getting out, I was getting up with her, mm-hmm. and just started doing that every day, just reading a little Making bit, that a practice. reading a little bit, reading a little yeah. bit. And what was crazy about it was, and I, and I shared this with this gentleman. The days that, I mean, I can have a list of 20 things to get done a day. Yeah. Okay? And I started the day in the Word. I get to the end of the day, I haven't even got, I haven't even got five of them done. Yeah. It's still a good day. Yep. I can start the day with no Word and get Everything all 20 done. things done 
And yep. to me, to me, it's not a good day. Changes your perspective. It just is, and and so you know that that's the thing. Um, it's just interesting again how how God does things and sets oh, yeah. things up, and so so that just became that thing, and so yep. now that just I'm just I, just I mean every day it doesn't matter. It's so funny because Trey and I will laugh. We'll go. We're not going to set the alarm today. And you still get up and do that. Yeah. What I know, and I can understand and relate to that struggle you were talking about at the beginning about being, you know, you're in the word all the time because you're, you're writing messages, you're, you're getting Bible studies ready, things like that, like you mentioned. But, you know, I've always compared that to students because to be honest, that that is a struggle even for us, you know, to, to find that time to be alone with God, to be in the word. And I, I've tried to use this, like, I guess, metaphor. So, you know, like if you're a chef in a kitchen you know, you're, you're cooking food all day long and you may sample that food to make sure it tastes right. There's a the right level of salt and pepper and yeah. spice in it. But there's a difference between, between that and actually being nourished by the food. And so I, I find that same is true with uh, my approach to the word. You know, I could spend a lot of time in the word preparing for a lesson that I'm going to preach um, or, you know, go through a series with students on. But it's totally different when you're sitting down and you're reading the word for your own edification your own growth so yeah yep, understand that completely and and, and and you think about this because it, you bring it down to earthly relationships mm-hmm. how do you get to know somebody you spend time with them one-on-one usually yeah you know you ask questions yep you know there's dialogue yeah and so it's the same it's the same with our relationship with the almighty i mean yep. if you think about it it's a dialogue well i don't hear god talk really yeah you haven't opened the word then and what amazes me about about it is, and I don't know, I don't know about you, Dodger. I know for me, so I have a goal every year to to attempt to read through the Bible mm-hmm. in a year. Now, the reason I use the word attempt is I never tell myself, you know, my goal is to read through the entire Bible, Bible in, in one year. year. Right. My goal is to attempt to do that, and the reason I say it that way is is because I will read through it. Right. It might be January second that I roll 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 up and be finished, or maybe the second week of January. You know, however that whatever yeah. that is, you know what I'm saying. But here's the thing I learned years ago that that I want to throw out, not just throw it to you, but but um, I want to um, throw out to our listeners is so for me every time I do that when I when I get ready to read it again I change translations. Oh, that's and the reason I do is because I caught myself. As I'm reading, my brain goes, oh, there's a verse coming up I already know. Yeah. And then when that happens, I tend to just... Gloss over that. Gloss over that. Yeah. But when I change translations, I know it's coming up, but I'm excited to see, see how it's how worded. It's written. It changes everything. And oh, so, yeah. And so that's been a big that's help to me uh, that every year I know. And, and there's been, and I will not mention which ones, there's some out there, oh, my goodness. I just... Oh, Struggle just to get through. Love, oh, you love. Oh, okay. Love. But then there's... There's a few out yeah. there that's yeah. like, okay, yeah, <laughs> need more coffee. Yeah. I mean, just you, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? It's just you right. know, and and um, and this, and I'm not, I'm not, ashamed. I've told this tons of times. I probably already shared this once before on here. I don't know, but I'm not ashamed to, to say it. I don't, I don't care. I mean, it's it, you know, it may make somebody laugh when I say this. Well, I just add some joy to your life, I guess. Yeah. But I have a third grade edition Bible. Really? That means a third grader can pick it up and read and understand it. That, does it come with coloring sheets? There was not. Oh, was man, not. I'd be disappointed. No, but the reason I got that, I got this. This was given to me years ago. 
And I find myself when I'm preparing sermons or lessons and things, mm-hmm. if I come across a verse, I'm thinking, you know, I just wonder. I don't know if I get that. It didn't click. Yeah. I'll pull it out and look at it. Yeah. And just That's see, really cool. Just see. You know, because because again, you're never going to you're never going to get a sermon from this guy mm-hmm. using gigantic words, right? And and things like that and stuff. I just you know, and and I love I love Andy Stanley. I just I hope yeah. I hope I never hear anything bad about him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because. I hope he's listening right now. There he goes. There he goes. And he's probably sitting back drinking coffee, going, "Yeah, that's my buddy Scott." That's right. We've met. He don't know me, but anyway, he made a statement at a conference years ago. I was at. I couldn't tell you anything about the sermon. <laughs> I got the quote. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I took notes, but I got the yeah. quote. But he said this because he said people say to him, "You know, Andy Stan is not very deep." Hmm. And and this is what he said. He goes, "Here's what I tell people: I don't have to be deep." I just have to be clear. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. Because because why why take the gospel that has been given to mankind mm-hmm. and make it so difficult that somebody can't get it? I mean, yeah. is that this is there seriously somebody out there who wants to pat themselves right. on the back going, Look what I did. Right. I confused the socks well, off that guy. And if you think about it, I mean that's essentially what Jesus did. You know, like when he's questioned about what the greatest commandment in the law is, which is something the Pharisees argued about a lot. What's he do? He simplifies things. And like, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's pretty simple as a concept. But where it goes deep to me is now go apply that. Well, now that's deep. Okay. How do I start to do that? How do I start to apply those things? And so, I don't know. That That's my, one of the things I still love about scripture is that really it should be, and it is, simple enough that a child can understand and respond to, but it's yeah. so deep, so complicated that we spend the rest of our lives studying it and trying to figure out yeah. how to apply it. So so to piggyback on that thing about yeah. this, Jesus, I'm quoting my big brother here. Jesus says, as I quote, unless you become like a little child. Yes. And so if you think about this, just that little, that little tidbit right yep. there, okay, that means a child understands, yep. um, follows, Yep. Believes in the one who's speaking. Yep. I mean, you know, it's that whole that whole deal. And and yeah, I, I don't I don't I think sometimes we we make we make the gospel too hard. Sure. We overcomplicate which is we and did. that's what the Pharisees did too. Oh my too. goodness, yes. You know? Yes. You and know? yeah, so we actually this past year, that's one of the things we talked about. We looked at Jesus' response to the Pharisees and several different uh, passages throughout the scriptures. And, you know, at the end of each night, I said, look, you know, sometimes we look at the Pharisees like, oh, they're the bad guys, you know, the story They're, You know, we we're nothing like them. And I think really that those scriptures there to remind us that we, our hearts have the same tendency to do those things that the Pharisees did, you know, that to to overcomplicate things when really the gospel is beautiful in its simplicity, you know. Um, but it, again, so deep, so complicated in the way that we live it out. So, yeah. Yeah, you're exactly, you're exactly right. And the thing about that is with everything, with everything that, that is going on in our culture, shouldn't the world be able to, to look at the church, yeah, which is us and go, I understand that. And I want that. Mm-hmm. It's clear. It's yeah. not. A, it's not a guessing game. Because here's the thing: if <laughs> the world's already beaten beating us up out there, yeah. Okay, 
we're already we're having discouragement left and right. We should get encouragement, love, and grace from yeah, the church. The church, and it should be evident. It should be evident. Yeah. It sounds like something like your actions speak louder than your words. words yeah, you know, kind of thing. And I guess I should clarify too when I say that's complicated to live out. I don't think it's complicated to understand how to live it out. I think we complicate it in trying to live it out. Yes. If that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. So. Yes. And the thing is, so with that, as we trans as we transition, um, how do you? Well, no, I don't. I tell you what, I don't want. I don't want to transition that yet. I'll let, let me let me ask you sure. this. Well, no, no, we will. Okay. We will. Here it Let's is. Let's do it. So take that and and here is here's here, fasten your seatbelts. Here we go. <laughs> Hold on, listeners. Here we go. So take all that we've just talked about. Sure. How do you take that and in the moment become Jesus to somebody? somebody. Now, now, now. Let's preference this. We're not physically becoming Jesus. No. You know, no. I had someone a while back go, oh, "I can't do that. That's probably that's blasphemy." No, right. I'm not saying you trans. We're not a transformer, Power Ranger. Right. It's our attitude, actions, and 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 and, and thought process yes. there that um, that. That basically, that basically, um, if you think about it, we're made in the image of God. Right. And because we're made in the image of God, and everybody is. Yes. Paul says in Philippians, our attitude should be that as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, yep. did not consider himself a quality, something to be grasped, but took on the very form of a man. Humbling himself. Yes. Yes. And so so if we, we it, I, my interpretation or my thought process is, we're to be like Jesus to the world. Yes. You know, I remember walking. Are you ready for this? Yes. I remember walking into a Bible bookstore years ago, late 70s, early 80s. And this bookstore had a revolving uh, little display by the front door. It was all bookmarkers. I don't even know if you can buy bookmarkers anymore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. With little tassels on them and stuff. Yep. And the one that caught my eye said this, you may be the only Bible that some people will ever read. As soon as I read that, you know what the thought, what thought my mind was? I wonder what translation you are. Oh. Because we're all translating yeah. the Word of God in our life. I, to be honest with you, I think I'm that third grade translation. <laughs> Me too. Now I'm in kindergarten. Get, yeah, the, color, get right. the colors out. But, right. but the whole thing is, if you think about that, we are. We we are we are representing we are representing Jesus to to everyone that would come in contact. Sure. I'll never forget a good friend of mine. I, I won't mention his name because I don't want to just anyway. I remember him telling me a story. Uh, he was leaving from a church. Um, they, him and his son, they, they'd spoken like a little revival, and they were heading home, and and um, they'd pull into a McDonald's to get a sandwich. And it was late, so it was it was, it was getting close to closing time, and everything, you know. And, and uh, he ordered a, whatever it was, hamburger, or whatever. His son wanted a um, quarter pounder, but no onions, no onions, and you know, and, you know. So he got his stuff. They're making his, mm -hmm. okay. And so anyway, during during all of that, during all of that, um, he said they're sitting at the table eating, you know, and everything like that. And in the process of all the eating and everything, uh, he he'd finished his meal, and his son hadn't gotten a sandwich yet. Right. So he went back up there and said, you know, because he had his fries and drink no sandwich, and he went back up there and. And they'd forgotten because they were clean. They they had forgotten, right? And they apologized and said, "Well, we'll put." He says, "No, just give me my money back," you know. And he goes, "I was kind of, I was a little snappy." Yeah, yeah. And he goes, "You know, we walked out of that restaurant, and he said the Holy Spirit just struck me, hmm. 
and and he said his this is what this is what he goes his this is what went through my my mind. Well, way to go, big shot. Go yeah. down and preach the word to the church, and then yeah. come here and be my son to this, you know. Yeah. And it hit him, you know, like now go, you know, go back in there and tell him about the love of Jesus. Right. And and you know everyone's gonna have those moments. Everyone's gonna have those those times where things happen. I mean, we're mm-hmm. human, but but don't use that as the excuse and hang up to be able to just. It's like Paul says, we don't have a license to sin. You know, right. Because of grace, we don't. We don't just go do whatever because grace may abound. That that's right. not it, you know. So anyway, so all that being said, how how just I mean, I'm not looking for a certain amount of things, but just yeah. you know, just share you know something that maybe pops in your head. You know how in that moment, right? To to whoever, to someone or a situation, how how are you? How are you, Jesus, to to them? Well, I I think when you asked me that question, Scott did kind of prep me. Ahead of time, said, "All right, I did here's say two that, or three questions. That, the rest that. of this is just all. This is like whose line is it, is it anyways? It's all improvisation, improvisation, <laughs> and and the points don't matter. But uh, he did he did mention. So I, I started thinking, you know, I guess because of the position that I'm in at the university, and and we have what we call the Rock House because the campus ministry I work for is called." reach out on campus. And so it's similar to the the CCF house that you all have here in Vincennes, which is lovely. By the way, we wish we had uh, a residential type house, but ours is more of a well, office maybe, space. maybe have me come up and, and help you plan that plan, out, raise the go. money and build it. That you know, sounds, we, you know, we could bring volunteers in. That's right. We could I say that, just, we just have to find space <laughs> in Athens to build anything that's not already being built on. But anyways, no. So I think that's the really cool part about being a campus minister is, you know, obviously a lot of times students come in because they're looking for like spiritual yeah. guidance, yeah. you know, and that's, that's obviously amazing. I love that part of my job. I love having those conversations, especially at unexpected times. Like I'm sitting there typing up a newsletter and somebody comes to my office and goes, Hey, here's what's up. What do I do with this? You're spiritually. Yeah. And so like, I love those opportunities to stop and sit down and have those conversations, but also, you know, because we're dealing with college age students who are still learning, you know, my, my students come in all the time, Dodger, why is adulting so hard? <laughs> and so I'm sure you've heard that Can before. we rewind that? <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny about that? Yeah. You know who Mark Lowry is, the, oh, the yeah. comedian? Yeah. So, so he made a comment years ago. He goes, listen, he goes, if God would let me change some things, he goes, listen, I want to tell you right now, he goes, I would change the order of stuff. He goes, we'd die first and get that out of the way. Right. And he goes, then, then we'd, we'd, we'd retire. Right, and then we'd go to, then we'd get a job. Right, and then we'd go to school. He's back and everything, yes. and he goes, and then the very end, he goes, we end up a twinkle in my daddy's eye. Oh, that's really cool. It was just cool how he made yeah. that up, you know, because yeah. because he's talking about how being adult is, it is, it's hard. It is, it's hard. It, it is. Well, and that's the transition that a lot of them are in. And so, honestly, one of the things I love about my job is you having them come in like Dodger. I've got to buy a car. How do we? How do I go about this? Or hey, I'm supposed to get an apartment this year. Can you go with me and look at apartments? Mm-hmm. And so I think. You know, even walking alongside yeah. of them, and that's kind and of those things really practical things. Yeah, my you know? wife took students grocery shopping. Yeah, because they never grocery shopped. Yep, and and it was so funny. I remember one of them did, they, as they got through and got their pizzas and chips and everything, and they realized they didn't have enough money for anything else. She goes, "Okay, now let's go put some stuff back and find some other things." Yeah, exactly. She let them do it, do it, and then she came back and said, "Now let's see how we can tweak this and help you." Yeah, because again, it's just things that we take so much for granted. Yeah, you know. Well, I think. What you do is when you're demonstrating that in that moment, 
if I, if you're willing to walk alongside me yes. and teach me how to yes change the oil in my car, yes. you're willing to walk alongside me and teach me how to balance my yes. checkbook, then yeah, it says something to me about your willingness to walk alongside yes. me and teach me something exactly. about Jesus. And that, and I love so. that because that's a phrase that I coined years early early on in campus ministry. Um, because we had residents and things like that. Yeah. And what would happen a lot of times is, like, different events, I'd always tell them to spread out. Just make sure, you know, and and don't hang one place too long. Yeah. And if you get one of those people who just keeps talking, and, and, and they're, then ask them, say this, walk with me. Yeah, bring them. Come on. Because that was always the thing. We, I, I, I do that. And I, and I remember, <laughs> oh, my goodness. So we had a toilet stool in the old Joshua house years ago that was leaking. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so it needed a new wax a wax ring wax donut. So that's one of the guys. I said, "Hey, you want to learn how to do this?" He goes, "What am I gonna have to?" He said, I said, "You know what? One of these days you're gonna own your own house, things like that." Yeah. I said, "You know what? You always you're you're always gonna pay somebody else to come do something that you can do. Just come in here and, and, and watch this." So he came in. And I showed him how to you know shut the water off and, in, and drain the tanks and pull the stool and clean yeah. you know all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And everything. So fast forward. Uh, it's it's the week. Basically, it's the it's the weekend uh, after Thanksgiving. They went home for break and everything like that. You know, kids went home for Thanksgiving, and <laughs> that very next week, this kid walks in and mom. He is grinning from ear. He goes, "Guess what I did over Thanksgiving break?" And I said, "Eat turkey." Yeah. You know, I don't know. I did. He goes, "I changed a wax ring on my grandma's toilet." There stuff. you I go. I said, "What?" He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "We were there at grandma's eating, and she, and she made a comment about she's going to have, to have a plumber come in and didn't know what it was going to cost and." She, he goes, I asked, I said, Grandma, I said, well, what's your, he goes, well, the, the base is leaking. And he says, I said, I can do that. I can do that. Can I, yeah. can I, let me take a look at it. Yeah. And she was very hesitant at first. And then he, he goes, I told her, you know, I'd help, you know, you'd showed me everything. Yeah. And he goes, you know, it ended up costing, costing $3. To do it. To Probably would have cost hundreds. Oh my goodness. Service charge has been who knows how much. Oh yeah, exactly. But he was glowing. And oh, then yeah. he said this. Anytime you're going to be doing any of this other stuff like yeah. that, would you, you call teach me? me? Yeah, because because again, it's just that whole idea. You know, it's the, like the old saying, you know, give a man a fish, you feed him for a or meal. Did, but if yeah. you teach a man to fish, you feed him for a, a lifetime. lifetime. And, Absolutely. And it's it's no different in the, as in the kingdom. And and hearing you talking about you know it, it, it resonates in my mind the whole deal. And you've heard me say this, and and some of those who are listening, if you've been on a trip, you've you've heard me say this, or if you've been in. Uh, the ministry that I, you know, the campus ministry, like that, it, it was always um, look to meet a need and plant a seed. Yes. I had an 80 year old preacher, retired preacher, tell me when I, when I got out of Bible college, he said this. He said, Scott, the day you realize that you weren't put here to save anybody is the day God starts using you because your job <laughs> is not preach. saving. That's God's job. Right. Your job is to plant seeds. Yep. And it's like, you talk about a weight lifted. Oh, yeah. It's like okay, you know, well, I can, I can, yeah. I can plant some seeds. I can yeah. help, but but the thought was, how how do you plant those seeds with people who don't need they, yeah. with people who don't know they need seeds planted? Yeah, you meet the needs. needs. You look yeah. for those opportunities. Yeah. Well, I, I remember actually sitting in a workshop. I don't know if you know who Greg Steer is. He's, that name does sound he's, familiar. He's the president of an organization called Dare to Share. It's really to equip yes. students yes. to be able to share their yes. faith. We're and sharing so, the dare. Yep, exactly. We're daring the share. share. Yep. And so I remember it was really early on in my career in student ministry, and you know, kind of still caught up in the whole idea that if I set the right, you know, like had the right message, if I had the right sequence of words to string together in a message and preach, um, we could play the right music, 
things like that, then students would be forced to respond to the gospel. And I remember Greg saying to us in that, in that uh, workshop, like, why are you trying to do the job of the Holy Spirit? That's not your job. Yeah. Your job yeah. is just to plant seeds to create an environment yes. where yes. students feel loved and accepted. And he says, I guarantee you, if you do that, then the Holy Spirit's going to show up and yes. show off. And, 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 and with that, I'll piggyback this. A friend of mine says this, and, and if you don't watch it, it ends up becoming dangerous territory. Yeah. But a friend of mine... Uh, I'll, I'll say his name, Tim Maxson. I love the man to death. He is a missionary overseas. I'm not going to say where. But anyway, um, he used to always say this. What you win them with is what you win them to. Sure. And you've got to be very careful. You know, I, we, I remember we had students who who uh, came in the first two, three, four, or five weeks of school to our ministry mm -hmm. and then disappeared. Yep. And I saw him on campus. Well, well, if it's someone I, I realize, you know, I'll, I'll go up and say, "Hey, we've been missing you. You yeah. know, did we do? You know, what happened?" Yeah. And I and, and I can remember a couple of different ones going. Well, you know, we love your preaching, we love your lessons, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, it, it's not, um, it's not, it's not like our youth group back home. Yeah. And I would say, okay, well, what, what's the difference? Well, and I'll never forget this one kid. He goes, "You're just, um, you're not fun enough." Wow. <laughs> I've never in a, and, in a million years met anybody and, that said Scott Shipman is not fun and, enough. <laughs> and, and, and I looked at him, I said, thank you. Yeah. Because, because you're, you are coming into adulthood here. Right. And, and this is different. We're going to have a good, I said, you should stick it out because I said, we go do things. We have fun. Right. But I said, listen, we're not, it's not about just about, no. about fun games. Yeah. You know, and, and those two kids, um, one did come back, one never did. Yeah, but it's, again, it's just you know you got to be very careful on how you on 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 what you do what you and, how you, and yeah. how you do it, and that because again, you know it, it's not about. I used to I used to always I would say this because when I was doing church ministry, you get a bunch of preachers together. Number one question is asked in a group of preachers: How many did you have there on Sunday? Yeah. Well, campus ministry can be that way too sometimes. Oh yeah, and. And I'll never forget. I'd go to a church and share the ministry and everything. We do a little Q and A, and there'd be someone go, "How many? How many? How many you have coming there?" Yeah. And I would say whatever. Right. And then I'd say this: Hey, if we give away beer and hot dogs, I said oh, I, yeah. I could pack the place every yes. night. And of course, the eyes of everybody would get real big. And right. go, I said, "Guess what? I ain't gonna do that." Yeah. You know, we're not gonna do that. Well, you know, it, it, yeah. you can't look at. The numbers. Yes, there's a fine line in there because because I mean. God's about numbers. I mean, he wrote a book about it, you know. Yeah. But 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 you got to be careful. I truly believe if we are if we're obedient to the gospel, yeah. that that the uh, quantity will mm -hmm. raise right. when the quality raises. Yeah. So if we're all about the word and all about loving people and sharing the gospel and meeting needs, yeah. Then 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 the quantity, the numbers will raise Jeez. because the yes. evidence of of what we are. Yeah. yeah. Well, and there, there's, there are other um, examples of fruit other than simply numbers, but those that's the yes. easiest one to oh look my at. Goodness, yes. And I know, like sometimes when I get that question, I'm like, how many students are are there? And I'm like, well, that's you know, it's difficult to answer because are we talking about how many students come through the Rock House a week? Talking about how many students come to worship night? How many are involved in Bible studies? These are all different answers. But I also tell people this: that you imagine 
you know, that if we started this trend in your church where every year you just got rid of 25% of your, the population of your church, and then I told you, hey, guess what? You got to go out and next year replace that 25% you just lost. Yeah. You know, and then, uh, you know. How many is in? How yeah, many right? is in for that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so we, that's different when you think about it yeah. like yeah. that, that this is, yeah. you know, that reach out on campus or CCF. Man, that's three to four years in the life of a student, but hopefully. If they, and that, come, if they right. come back. Right. Because I always told our residents, I would tell our board this, I'd tell churches, anyone I was talking to, I'd say, here's what I tell our residents. We have one semester. Yep. That's it. Yeah. You look at the, 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 this student, Joe Blow over here, who's yep. coming as a freshman, we only have one semester with him because so often kids don't come back after break. They yes. transfer, transfer. They just drop out all the you Can't, know, yeah. you know. Can't and afford so, to come back. Exactly. Yeah. Are they going? Yeah. They are they going to take a year off or a semester off? Work again, you know, yeah. and raise and save money. And so, you want to look at. And I tell you, I tell you, I'll probably get in trouble for saying this. I think if a lot of our churches would mm. have that mentality, mm. hey, listen, we've only got we've only got four months here with this family. Yeah. How are we gonna... The urgency might oh, change. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, because we just, oh, this family's yeah. coming. It's okay. They'll be here forever. Yeah. No, they won't. Well, and, and another thing, another number that I've kind of tried to point towards, as I said, look, you know, I can tell you how many people are coming to Bible studies or, or you know, our worship services, but I said, let me give you another number. I said 23,000. So you know, that's that's the enrollment, or it was a couple years ago, the enrollment at Ohio University. I said, do you know what I can comfortably tell you about that number? that less than 5% of those 23,000 are involved in any kind of church, campus ministry, or faith-based group on campus. So so that leaves 95% of that campus still yet to be reached. Mm -hmm. And so I said, if you look at it like that, Man, I need more money than they're giving me to be able to reach that ninety-five percent. We need more help. You need more, yeah, 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 because it's not just money, but yeah. yeah. No, no, I know what you're saying though, because but but see, we don't we don't think about that kind of stuff, right? You know, and um, campus ministry is you're you'll laugh at this. So I was doing church ministry before campus ministry, and I was approached about coming on as a campus minister. I didn't go looking for this, right? And uh, and uh, I did for several years. I did church ministry and campus ministry. Mm-hmm. And so what was funny was when when I was talking with the you know the ones that were interviewing me for this and everything you know and everything I said okay and we got midweek service and different things. I said well you know whatever whatever you're preaching and doing at the church just do it here. Mm-hmm. And I go okay you know that lasted for two weeks because Joe Blow the college student isn't where. No. Joe Blow, the, the father, you know, or grandfather yes. of the church is. It was a total, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. so, um, and, but I did those two things for several years until I really felt like the Lord was saying, I want you to go full time with the campus house. Right. It's no different than, than, than with our disaster stuff, you know. I, I wasn't, you know what I mean? I was going to do both till, till I couldn't do it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 um, but it is, it's a totally different, it's a totally different mindset. And I'll tell you this, I believe, this is just my take. And my opinion, and I'm basing this on 26 plus years of campus ministry. Campus ministry is not the church high school youth group. Nope. Again, totally different places, well, totally different things yes. you're dealing with. And and to be honest with you, that was one of the biggest things that my my confidence coming into campus ministry mm-hmm. and my competence yeah. were two different things because I was confident. You know, I thought, man, I'm working with these students, yeah. uh, you know, up to their high school graduation. 
What difference does three months over a summer make? Oh ding, my ding, ding, goodness. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a world of difference. Did you ever find your I'm putting you on the spot, yeah. Dodger? Did you ever find yourself in those first few months of doing Games Ministry going, God, what have I got myself into? Yeah. Or or Lord, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> so a lot of people what? don't know this, but they're going through so I'm gonna say it. Yeah. So <laughs> first year of campus ministry, I think I resigned six times. Oh yeah. I'd go in and tell and I told the told the uh, our board chairman, I said, This is this is not for me. I yeah. Don't know, man, you know, I said, I'll finish up the year, but I said yeah. just no and, and every time he goes, Okay. We'll see. see. Yeah. We'll see. Because he knew something. Because yeah. he knew something yeah. well, that I didn't know. And then finally I never forget when I walked in that second semester and said, I'm staying. He goes, and he says to me, I knew you would. Yeah. Well, that's the same thing. You know what? When I was, I'd done nine years previous as a junior senior high minister, and it was, I don't want to say it was easy, but it's comfortable. Yeah. I knew my role. I knew like what worked and what didn't. Yeah. And then you, you start from scratch when yeah. you come to the university. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was a, a, a shock, I yeah. guess. Yeah. 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 It's just crazy the, the things that you, you, you look back and, and the things that you're a part of and you and you can see where God's just moving through stuff and through student yeah. lives and things like that. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy, you know, to see because all of that was part of God's plan. You know, I believe yes. the nine years yes. that I was in student ministry, junior, senior high, set the foundation yes. for what we were oh, doing. Yes. The relationships that I formed with not only students, but ultimately people who came on to be my volunteer staff, like yeah. our women's ministry yeah. leaders at the yeah. at, at Rock, were both former campers of mine, a former student of mine from the youth group. Yeah. Um, a lot of the people who've been pouring in, you know, they're, they're people that we've met along the way. You know that that you know understand the vision of what we're doing and yeah. where we're going, and just want to be a part of that. Yeah, and that's yeah. you know that's that's amazing. See, like God had His hand in all this sure. along the way. Sure, you know? and it's interesting. I just thought just popped in my popped in my head with your you were saying that was you know we talk about we talk about building relationships and things like that and and the interesting thing about campus ministry is if you base building relationship on a college student versus church ministry now for those who are listening hear me out on this don't turn me off yet Make sure you listen, listen all the way listen through. Listen carefully. Yes. Listen carefully. I think the the rate of building a relationship with a college student in their first I'll, I'll say this I would I'll say first year of college. Mm-hmm. I really would say I think the first semester, but yeah. I'll say the first year of college. I think that building a relationship would take five years in the local church. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. Because Campus ministry, you're seeing these students day in and day oh, out. Oh, five days a week. I'm eating. I'm sitting in in, in our offices and I'm meeting my yes. lunch with them every yes. single day. Yes. We're talking every well, single day. Because yeah. you think old school church. Yeah. Sunday Sundays. morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Yeah. Now, a lot of churches aren't even yeah. doing all that. Yeah. You know, Sunday morning, that's it. We'll yeah. see you. you know, and with the campus time. ministry, that's, you know, the, the five days a week that they're in, this, in school in the semester, yeah. that's not counting, you know, Taking mission trips over breaks, yes. retreats, conferences, things yes. like that. Yes, you know so much. Yeah, so I, re- much. I remember this was related. I was a Boy Scout growing up, and I remember um, somebody talking once before about scouting. Said, you know, if it's done right, you know, a Boy Scout leader will spend more time with a student 
than they will than a, than a, than the average teacher will, especially in high school where you're you're 45 minutes five yeah. days a week. Yeah. Well, Boy Scout yeah. leader, you know, the weekly meetings, retreats, camp mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I think campus ministry, you know, not yeah. it's not like Boy Scouts, but no, it's, I know what it's, you're it's the same type yeah. of principle. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're spending more time with those students who come in and out of the Rock yeah. House or the CCF yeah. House exactly. every single exactly. day than a lot of their professors are. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. Well, Dodger Dodger, it's been great having Absolutely. you here. It's once again, time has become our enemy. <laughs> and uh, we, we'll, have to, we'll, we'll have to have you on again. Oh, I'd love Maybe that. Maybe what we could do is we'll do a road trip and we'll come, we'll come to Ohio oh. and do another podcast that there. That sounds good. We, can, we can do the podcast studio at Scripps. The, where, where we do our podcast. Oh, cool. Reach oh, out yeah. Campus. There yeah. you go. There you go. I love yeah. it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, friends, we are really glad that you you uh, tuned in for this episode. We hope that we were able to share a little bit of um, stuff with you that you could use in your daily walk uh, with the Lord. Uh, we appreciate that very much. Uh, if you're looking for ways to get involved with Helping His Hands, um, you can check us out on our website, helpinghishands.com. Of course, you can follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and we have a YouTube channel. Uh, if you're looking for ways to uh, to get involved as far as supporting, or maybe you or your church would love to do a packing event or something like that, uh, give us a call at the office if you would. Uh, 812-494-2888. Ask for Mariah, and she would love to talk to you about how you and your church can get involved uh, with us. Well, we'd love to see you on the on the mission field in a disaster setting as we are loving on people who've lost stuff here in our country from hurricanes, tornadoes, wildfires, and flood. We appreciate your support prayerfully as well as physically. And if you feel called, feel led by the Holy Spirit to donate, well, we'd love for you to get involved to be a, a donor. And that can look several different ways. Uh, one time, monthly, or yearly, however that would work for you. You can check that information out on our website as well, helpinghishands.com. Hey, thank you, friends, for tuning in. Once again, um, we are getting ready to close things out for this episode of In the Moment with Helping His Hands. Well, we sure hope you have a good day today. Hopefully, wherever you are and whatever you're doing, you are bringing glory and honor to our Lord. So thanks again for tuning in. And as always, go be Jesus to somebody today. We'll see you. Thank you.